Welcome back to She Rates Dogs, the podcast. I'm Michaela. And I'm Matt. And today we have a very special guest, Matt Nelson, the founder and creator of We Rate Dogs, Thoughts of a Dog, Dogs in General. He <laughs> created them. Um, obviously, <laughs> it was inevitable that he'd be coming on this podcast as She Rates Dogs is a parody of his account. So we are very excited. Um, today we're going to be talking about making a career for yourself that's maybe not necessarily uh, a usual one and also his journey with the we rate dogs accounts um what social media is like for him and you know basically just talking to him about stuff so yeah let's get into it obviously it has been a crazy week you guys (laughs) i texted michaela before this and i was like what are we going to talk about this week Because obviously <laughs> nothing we, has happened. Nothing's going on. Obviously, we have to talk about this a little bit. And I, I will say before we get into it, this could have been my fault. I'll take a <laughs> I'll take responsibility for it. Matt wakes up on Wednesday morning and tweets, you guys, it has been such a good year. I have such a great feeling oh, about today. It's going to be a great day. It was. And I, I didn't mean to do it. And then I like, I got off my phone. I'm like living live, laughing, loving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I right. come back to Twitter and I'm like, you know that scene in Mean Girls where they like walk out of the room and everything's like being thrown and on the fire? The papers from the Mean <laughs> yeah. Girls book, yeah. Yeah, that's how it felt for me. It I escalated like, very fast. Like obviously, the, in general, it's been a slow escalation, obviously, but like for the day. And then, oh my God. Okay, so yeah, obviously we're talking about the terrorist attempt coup situation. I don't know like what they actually thought. I think they thought they were going to hold hostages because they brought like zip ties ties and stuff. And yeah, very crazy situation. Um, As you guys know, like there, there is a delay from when this podcast comes out to when we have recorded it. There's about like a five day difference, which is a crazy amount of time in the current world right now. So we might not- Who knows what could have happened. Up to date. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're probably listening to this and like they've been- Post-apocalyptic. I don't, I don't want to say because- <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to manifest anything the way Matt did. No, um, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, crazy day. Really just horrific. Maybe Trump's been forcibly removed from office by now. Um, his Twitter account was hope. taken down. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me that the terrorists are like, and the right. conservatives are calling the liberals and everybody who's against what happened hypocritical because they mm-hmm. are bringing up Black Lives Matter, which first of all, oh Black Lives Matter was for like police brutality um, against Black people. And they're just trying to like get equal treatment. These people are mm-hmm. going into the fucking courthouse, United States courthouse. There were bombs. There yeah, were they guns. Had, like, pipe bombs. Like, what? And oh my God, the, literally the comparison is pissing me off. Just because like, your dude seeing, lost. Seeing, yeah, literally to, just yeah. because he lost. Comparing that to like centuries of, of injustice. Yeah. Right. And I saw, oh my gosh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but there was this one tweet that was talking about this is how they're reacting to losing in a system that's already like this many points in their favor, yeah. like the electoral system, obviously, because mm-hmm. they lose the popular vote every year or like every election cycle by millions. Yeah. But like, <laughs> this is how they react when like not only, oh my gosh, it's just crazy. One one yeah. scary thing is like the potential voter restriction laws that are about to come out of this because mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. even in Georgia, they were able to elect two Democratic senators. What what mm-hmm. could happen that like I just see it getting worse for like the how how many people could get disenfranchised just because Republicans did lose now like what else can they do right. if they don't have mm-hmm. the the popular vote I hate that when the world is ending on Twitter it's also the funniest like, yeah oh my I god I know we're uh, all just live tweeting like these insane oh my gosh <laughs> and like Michaela's tweeting I, like oh my god fuck every like five I have her I notifications know. on all of my quote tweets because I don't know what to <laughs> like the feeling is very difficult to describe it's just incredulous because there's an element of it that it's funny just because of how absurd it is but then yeah. it's not funny because it's absolutely terrifying um mm-hmm. and this is something that I was dreading and expecting back in December like I thought that when the actual election I was like oh my god there's going to be something bad like they're not going to just take it there there's going to be something bad that happens and then it didn't in December so I kind of got over that fear I guess yeah we weren't expecting it and just so you know we do have two mats today so hopefully it won't be confusing (laughs) if I'm using like a disgusted tone it's probably Matt George (laughs) um Matt George and I are separate recording today because uh, COVID has gotten pretty bad in LA. It's just a little bit scarier right now. People are mm-hmm. 
you know, we're usually Matt and I are, are together because he's like the only person I see. Um, but we're not anymore. It's very sad. We're all separate. I think right now or this the beginning of the week, um, it was like one in five people being tested or being mm-hmm. or uh, are positive scary, for yeah. COVID. So we're just playing it. The safe. alert yeah. that Citizen sent out, which is Citizen is the app that like lets you know who's getting stabbed next door. Um, yep. Uh-huh. It's the, the the headline was one in five people infected, and I was like what are you talking like how and but it was just a misleading headline it was one in five people getting tested yeah still it feels like this is this i mean there's obviously the worst it's been Mm -hmm. so far out here but now it feels like extra crippling at the moment there's plenty of people who aren't getting tested and there's also plenty of people like obviously that statistic is people who might be worried because they have symptoms Mm -hmm. but i feel like it kind of evens out just because so many people in general aren't getting tested or don't have the means or also like I wasn't able to get tested um right after Christmas because it was like booked out everywhere I looked for the next like mm-hmm. week or so so yeah really cool stuff you guys uh we had some normal catching up stuff I've been learning Spanish this week so that's really fun I just wanted to check in because I have these new year's <laughs> resolutions and I did download a Spanish learning app and then I got Ellie to download it too. So she's learning French and I'm learning Spanish. <laughs> I've done like 30 lessons. I'm very proud. <laughs> That's very impressive. Um, it's muy bien. <laughs> um, I saw on Twitter, so Michaela. Uh, yeah, that's someone was. What is? Is that what the guy said to you? You were like, I am yeah. learning Spanish, and he said muy bien, and you said so true. <laughs> I just <laughs> laughed at that. My brain can't handle new languages. I took French for like three years in high school, and I couldn't speak a sentence right now. I took it in high school because I'm pretty sure people have to take a couple years of um, a foreign language in high school. And I know some basic stuff, but when I took the test for this, it made me start at level zero. So like, it's kind of nice because I have a bit of like the drawer of knowledge for information. So it's probably more retainable now. Mm -hmm. But the way they're doing this is so much easier because it's like four university semesters of Spanish in half the time. And then it only costs like $60 for the year as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, like $24,000 that college yeah. would be. So yeah, I'm glad I'm having, I'm doing some of my New Year's resolutions, which is very impressive. I scheduled a psychiatrist for next week <laughs> to try to get on Vivance and see if that works for me. <laughs> Michaela is killing it. She is killing it. Very, very impressed. Was the Spanish thing on your own volition? Did anyone like convince you to do that? Or was it entirely yourself? No, I just wanted to do that. It's actually not too hard. It, it says on the app, it's like 15 minutes of Spanish a day can teach you a language. What can 15 minutes of social media a day do? It's actually like Rot much easier. I know. And they totally <laughs> like, they booped me with that one. But yeah, it's not as, <laughs> it's not as hard as it sounds. I was just trying to come up with like small things that could give me some structure. Cause it's hard for people who have careers like us to have structure and like things keeping us those good words yeah i feel like from the outside it's the ideal scenario to just like work for social media and then you don't have anything that you have to do every day but honestly it's very sad to not have stuff you have to do every day those things would like force me out of depressive episodes where i you know felt really bad about myself Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to force myself once again and this thing has like a streak. So every day you do it, like you, you lose the streak, like Snapchat, if you don't do it. So that kind of makes, and that me... makes you want to do it even more. Just having yeah. that like little symbol. That's like five days streak. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like a game. So I don't know. I think it's fun. We do have some Tinder bio Tuesdays prepared mats. Um, so I hope you're excited to hear these. <laughs> So this is Stefan. <laughs> I think I'm going to skip some of the first bit because it's one of those things where he lists like a bunch of things he loves, like books, philosophy, art, money, poetry, sex, mm-hmm. friendship, belief, foreign languages, religion, coffee. But they don't have like commas. And then um, wine, who knows what else? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Then only girls with at least a trace of imagination. No fucking idiots who think they're better because they have thousands of admirers and rich daddies who pay for their stupidity ignorance and arrogance and for their cosmetics fuck off i can fuck this type whenever i want in hotel <laughs> wait so a singular hotel in hotel yeah in hotel <laughs> he has one that he goes to every time <laughs> just for this purpose <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's stefan very cool guy <laughs> he sounds like a sweetie um so yeah i would give him a negative seven out of ten that's where i'm at today what I'm about you two? I'll go okay. negative five as well. I was also going to ask okay. where your scale is. Cause that's a question I get frequently is like, mm. 
are the ratings arbitrary? So What's the lowest rating? What's the highest rating? And I just want to flip that around and, and ask you you where you are ask rating uh, journey. Right. So when it gets, there are some times when it's only like a three out of 10. So it's not negative yet, mm. but it's failing. And that's when it's not really threatening. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a, why would he say it's that? I wouldn't swipe. But then when it gets to the negatives is when it's like, that was really messed up or that was threatening or <laughs> for me then... when i put a negative it's because they mentioned the dick size in the mm -hmm. bio mm -hmm. i hate that or snapchat when they list the snapchat in the bio i think that's completely weird as well yeah i would say like there is no actual equation do you have an equation yeah i have a full do you, like, are you really oh, do you? careful no. about it <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, 15, uh... 15 out of 10 is the only non-arbitrary rating 15 out of 10 is the one where they're um, like a charitable dog correct? well no they're like a hero or... dog like they saved lives oh okay right so true <laughs> do any of hero... your dogs say save lives no they might be the ones <laughs> ending them actually that's what that's when we give them a positive rating when they say that they're a murderer because we don't want to get killed we don't oh. want to get murdered that's how, how smart that's that how is? we do things Very smart. <laughs> that's a good call okay so i've got tom here um his is short it says looking mm -hmm. for something serious but only with madison and i just i think that's, <laughs> that's <a> nice <laughs> he is really trying to find this madison so madison if you are listening please 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 <laughs> match with tom i think he loves you that's that really beautiful <laughs> i'm gonna give him a negative three out of ten because it feels like he's kind of just like closing himself he off maybe from did the rest something of the world. bad yeah well, or it's a tactic there was like um this episode of nathan for you where he made a um ad for spiritual readings but he used one specific name because there's a ton of people with that specific name but it would like get them to call oh. the ad he was like jessica i have a spiritual reading for you and then like a bunch of jessica's called him like when he wasn't really getting many calls beforehand <laughs> <laughs> You just never know out here. I didn't think it was a tactic when you first said it. So I, I'm in the group that might have fallen for it. But it's like yeah, people might DM, like message him and be like, oh, I hope you find your Madison. And then he just switches around and he's, he's got the DM. He has the, the conversation starter. So this is like a swing vote type bio because <laughs> we don't know the full truth. And it could be, what are Tom's it could intentions? be a four. <laughs> yeah, what are Tom's intentions? I'm going to give it a two out of 10. I'll go one out of 10. Okay, nice. Nice in the middle. Um, Benjamin, not into confused chubby girls with daddy issues or sheeple, old soul, genuine, quirky, alternative, goth hippie combo thingy. I like playing guitar, painting, and going for walks. I'm weird, passionate, impatient, and impulsive. I value emotional intelligence, uniqueness, and unusual dark humor. I want the real deal pumpkin emoji. Monogamy only, 100% honest, music taste and hygiene are important. No bullshit, no games, be different. <laughs> okay. He needed to cut out the first part of it the and it would have been a fine bio. Just contradicted everything else he ended up saying. <laughs> okay, even without the first bit, like the quirky, I'm different, uniqueness and usual dark humor. Like, <laughs> No good person uses the term sheeple either. What oh, is a sheeple? No. I was going to ask. Sheeple is usually, remember the like memes of um, sheep with masks on and lions without masks and sheeple oh, are like the people who like believe the media? Anyone who okay. follows, yes. follows the status quo, it screams like mm -hmm. conspiracy theorist to me. Well, Michaela, yeah. I don't know if you remember, but there was that woman on Facebook, my friend's mother, who kept calling mm -hmm. people sheep. I have an update. Mm -hmm. She has unfriended me on oh. Facebook. This is shocking. What was the post that did it, do you think? Um, what post do you I think? I copied her exact text and I put it on my Instagram story. You know who just unfollowed me? Who? Neve from Catfish. And I don't know <gasps> what I've done. Oh my Neve God. Neve from Catfish was following me for like three years. And it's not like he, it's not like he really cuts down. He like, he is still following like 500 people. So it's not like there was this big purge. So I want to know, what do you guys think I did? <laughs> I have a couple like, was guesses. it a political post? Was it just like a weird, gross one? Who knows? Hmm. <laughs> it was probably all the Furby stuff you've been post, or the, it was the Minecraft stuff. That's oh my God. Was. was it the Minecraft? It was a Minecraft. Me from Catfish said, fuck Minecraft. Did we, <laughs> did we rate that last one? I'm going to give it a negative 8 out of 10. I'm going to give it a negative 7. I'll go okay. negative 4. Let's get into the main topic. So to start off, I just want to give a little bit of background about what Matt Nelson does. Um, the We Write Dogs account has like what, 8 million followers now? Mm -hmm. I probably could have written this On down Twitter, beforehand. And then 
thoughts of a dog. I think that one blew up even faster, like initially than we rate dogs, correct? Yep. I think that one's a three and a half or so. Yeah. And that one's fun because you get to talk a little bit more than I think in the We Write Dogs. Like I always say it's fun having a podcast now because I didn't really get to say much in the captions of She, Rate Do- she Rates Dogs photos. Um, but yeah, Matt and I have been friends for a while before I really had a Twitter following whatsoever. Um, back when I was in college, I probably had like 4,000 followers when we first became mutuals and friends. So that's, it's really fun. It's really cool. Whenever people ask me about She Writes Dogs and I say it was based off of his account and like he gave me the okay, they're always like, oh, that's awesome. That makes it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always forget like how we first mm-hmm. interacted online, but it's been forever now. Like I didn't have any followers. Yeah, it has. Yeah, we were hanging out last year, I think around Christmas time. And I think we tried to go back through, it was the DMs of like my old Twitter account that got suspended. So it's not even the account I use anymore when I first was friends with Matt. And I don't remember, did we even figure it out? I think it was just like we, some one of us. We were both so bold. (laughs) <laughs> the DMs were one of so... us got in an argument i think yeah I, I forget i just remember the messages being like like it was so clearly joking context but so bold of us to be mm-hmm. like so like uh i don't know i forget ah, i forget the context which really go back but i feel like i had yeah. just started we rate dogs like it hadn't been long mm-hmm. so it's very weird that like i feel like a lot of my twitter friends almost all of them i knew before either of us had a big twitter following which is so weird because it all just happened together I don't know. Someone should do a study into how that happened. Maybe just because we were all liking each other's posts at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I mean, that was early, early. What was kind of like the, the middle of weird Twitter. 2016 maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I remember back when like Eric Curtin, like the dubsteps for dad or like Mm -hmm. that paper guy, it was like all joking Twitter accounts without their actual photo. Um, That's when that was like the big thing on Twitter and I would like screenshot when one of them followed me and I had a little folder in my phone because I was so proud of it. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, I totally thought that they were so funny. And then I think they ended up kind of hating us because the people who were actual yeah. humans started to get followings a bit after that. And that was like us um, around that time. Oh, yeah. Same, like I remember because I, I joined Twitter because of people like Johnny Sun and and those early joke, yeah. early joke writers. And then... Like a few months into We Rate Dogs, some of them followed me. And I did, the, I mean, I did screenshot them and put them in a folder, but I was very proud of them. That's weird. I was very Don't proud of them. Don't get me wrong, them. I didn't do that. And it was very validating. Like, I think that that gave, because uh, We Rate, like both of my dog accounts, they don't really prove, uh, I mean, they show my writing talent to some people, but on the surface, they're, they're pretty trivial. And I feel like those accounts following me, it kind of validated my writing. So it felt very good. Um, but yeah, yeah, Twitter's very different now. Like that was 140 characters mm-hmm. ago. And yeah, I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of those accounts, not Johnny, but those early accounts did see like us show what you can do with Twitter when you put a face behind it and and like put real effort mm-hmm. into it. Uh, and I think that that was a turnoff for most of them. Yeah. And it's hard to like, honestly put myself back in that reality now, like what things were like back then, but there really weren't, joke accounts with faces so much it was very rare at the time like just people in college who were personalities or something like that just gaining followings it just wasn't really a thing on twitter and it was kind of like our friend group that was the first to do that like ryan yeats and ellie and like you know those kinds of people yeah viking um all at once so it was really weird. That's what it really was. And I missed all of that that little transition from like the old joke Twitter mm-hmm. to the new joke Twitter. I felt like I was mutuals with a lot of both parties, but I was doing, we were like, I was running, we were dogs. Like I, I rarely, which is its own thing. Now people are kind of like copying the, we rate dogs format a little bit. I feel like meme accounts as of the last month or two, there's now like meme accounts being made of everything. Like, where um, they're submission-based mm-hmm. or that, yeah, not meme accounts, but like submission-based accounts are sort of becoming a thing on Twitter now. And that's kind of like what you've been doing for how many years. And so you were in a completely different genre that's only like now starting to be a thing. Yeah, and and I think that at the UGC, having people send in photos wasn't even my intention at the beginning of We Rate Dogs. I was like, if mm-hmm. I see a, a, like a dog on the street, I'm going to run up to it and take a picture uh, and that quick after we posted our very first dog which uh like and i say our like it was just me at the time but it was my friend's Mm -hmm. my friend's dog (laughs) 
I do that too. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like the royal, whatever. It, it, I say it so often. <laughs> so fun fact, We Rate Dogs was made in an Applebee's. And the first dog was <laughs> my friend who was sitting across from me at the table. Uh, it was his dog that, that was the first rating. And then as soon as we posted that dog, like we were immediately getting DMs of everyone else's dogs. So it, it quickly became, that was immediately, I was like, this is way better. Um, because mm-hmm. not only do I not have to be weird and go up to people and take the dogs <laughs> running up to other dogs. Yeah. But it was, it was like, uh, it gave the whole account like immediately a sense of community that like half yeah. of the, mm-hmm. half of the value in the account was, was generated from the audience. Well, I'm sure people take pride in having their like own dogs posted, um, and seeing everybody compliment their dog. So that kind of helps a lot too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like early on, because we would obviously make up everything about the caption. Like we were just like, we, they gave us the picture and we made up a story to go along with it. And mm-hmm. so people would mm-hmm. just send in like photos of the dog. They wouldn't give us any contacts, like name, age, anything about the photos. So we would just post them. But now it's like, here's my entire camera roll and novels about why I mm-hmm. love my dog and why. <laughs> yeah. else love uh, I've had friends like before she rates dogs be like, you know, that Mount Nelson guy, can you make my dog famous? <laughs> like, that is so weird. Like people trying to get you, you to make their dogs famous. Like, you're some kind yeah. of peddler. <laughs> yeah. There's, oh, I have a really, uh, I have a good tweet. That's kind of about that. Um, because some, like I use, I'm sure the same thing as uh, you use your personal account for sometimes it's just to utilize mm-hmm. weird content situations from your, your big account. But yeah, mm-hmm. does she like me or does she really, or does she like me or does she simply want access to the world's most comprehensive database of dog pictures and videos? <laughs> Honestly, I liked that immediately when I saw that because it, it was so funny. My account does the opposite, actually. Um, it scares off <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow. So sometimes because, you know, she rates dogs, we rate dogs. If people only know of one, they might see the other on the, the, the timeline and send them a little message. So it's great for me because every once in a while I'll be <laughs> scrolling my DMs and I'll get a very cute dog or on Instagram. People will tag me in dog pics. And, and I, I think that's for me. lovely. it is so it is horrific and now we've got interns going through the dms so they flag them first and so they get to see it for which is again it's good for me but like that pain is being inflicted and being inflicted on others now michaela sorry i I guess my mom was at work the other day and um her boss said something about the i thought she thought he said she rates dogs account and so she like jumped up and was so excited about it. And she's like, my son's a co-host of the podcast for them. And he wasn't, he was talking about we rate dogs. And when she figured that out, she slowly sat down because we're a little oh, no. more inappropriate. Oh. And they're like, oh, show me that account. And you're like, no. She's like, no. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's great when I, <clears throat> when it happens. And I, I like the one time I tweeted at you and I was like, I think this mm-hmm. is yours. Yeah, it's so apparent. And it's just like something disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> they know immediately that they fucked up too. They're like, because they apologize so quickly. They're like, oh my God, that wasn't meant for you. I'm so sorry. Because like, they know that we're the wholesome one and they just did that to yeah. us. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that occasionally you get dog photos. If you need more dog photos, you know <laughs> where to find you. me. Would you say it's worth it knowing that I get dog photos? Yeah, because like, again, like that's, that is, that's most of your life uh, and dog photos <laughs> of mine. So it's, it's only fair that there's a little trade off there. How has having that, your dog accounts, how, how has that affected your dating life? Has it at all? Well, I mean, I feel like it's very clear. Not really. I, no one's used me to get their dog on the account, if that is what you're asking. Yeah. <laughs> No, I wasn't asking that. <laughs> no one, no one's been like, uh, yeah, rarely. I think that, that just simply having an audience Well, Twitter in general, like we, mm-hmm. I think Michaela and I have briefly discussed in the past, like Twitter is the best dating app. Yeah. And in general, like more people are seeing you because you have a following. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it's about, Ooh, he has followers. You're just in front of more eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. like, <laughs> it does affect your dating life in that way. Yeah. And I like early days of Twitter, I felt like Twitter was a medium that I could showcase my personality much better than real life. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was so in control of the narrative with a Twitter account. I don't know. It was just super comfortable. And I feel like I showed my true self on Twitter. And so that, that kind of opened up the door to, to, to form friendships and relationships from there. And, and I think mm-hmm. Twitter also takes away like 
the big question of like, do we have things in common? Like you're following me, like, or we're mutuals. We obviously have something in common. We have the same general worldview. Like it's rare that you'd, Mm -hmm. you'd interact with someone on an ongoing basis that you just don't click with. Um, Yeah. Twitter sets Mm -hmm. the table very nicely for you. Yeah. I would say like, because I've always talked about it's hard for me to just meet someone at a bar and be attracted to them. Like I really do have to know a lot about what a person is to kind of feel that way. So I think for people like that, something like Twitter, where you can immediately access all of their thoughts and like the things that they like so quickly, like it's already filtering out so many people that you wouldn't want that Mm -hmm. like you are having a better chance with the person that you end up talking to, Mm -hmm. I feel. I feel like it saves you so much time. Like you don't have to like find out later that they're like a Ben Shapiro like fan. (laughs) You can just see their tweets. If they retweet it, then you're out. You block them. I don't know why you're following them in the first place, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like Twitter. Twitter's a dating app. Not for Matt yet, but Matt found George. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't think, or go ahead. I was was just going to say that, yeah, Matt, your, your Twitter feed makes me think that it is not, and we're doing it. We're, we're the exceptions (laughs) here. Well, it's just, um, I don't know. It would, it would have to be like a, a certain type of person that I met on Twitter Mm -hmm. to be able to date them. I'll be honest, like whenever Matt sends me like Twitter gay people stuff, it's like always like drama that he's making fun of. <laughs> I just, so, I, I do know. like, there's so much stupid like drama within gay Twitter and I just don't like to be like too associated with that. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to actually like meet people on it. Have you ever I, met anyone from Twitter? I don't think so. I think that is so I've, weird to me. Yeah. I've never met up with anybody from Twitter. That's the only dating app I don't use. I also feel like it's kind of weird when like Twitter comedians like date each other. I don't, maybe it's not, but there was like this big phase. (laughs) No, there was like this big phase where, well, I mean, specifically with like one person, but there was like Twitter people (laughs) who were all like dating each other, but then like they were friends and it was just like a weird drama to see because it's like you're not the desperate housewives of New Jersey, like your Twitter accounts, but like you're all following each other and in group chats. I have pitched this show. Like, (laughs) no, it's fine. You can say it. I literally have tried, like, actually, I was talking to this one production company. Am I allowed to talk about this? I don't know. But um, we were talking about, like, ideas for TV shows and the um, Twitter personality, like, drama stuff came up. And they were, like, not like a hype house because that's stupid, but more of, like, desperate housewives but with twitter people and i was like yes because they're comedians but they're like they don't get paid so they need a job like that would be great <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's great i also think um, there's there's always like the the tweets that go viral that really speak to like the twitter twitter's relationship scene of like you find someone but they're a thousand miles away always every time like that's the well, one thing that's michaela's favorite type of guy well though. it was my favorite type of girl for a while too like as long as they are on the other side of the country we're gonna click perfectly it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna be- <laughs> uh, but yeah i, feel I think like- it's because we like we like good people but we still have um intimacy issues so it's like the perfect like combination so you know some people who try to keep themselves safe just date people who are shitty in person but we want to date nice people but we still want there to be a level of so you like, date them from far away yeah Um, that leads me into my next question. What's been the most rewarding thing about running dog rates and what's been the hardest? Well, I think, and first of all, like all of this, I can't emphasize enough how accidental this whole account was, but we also stumbled into like how, uh, generous our audience is. We featured one family of dogs. Like they dressed up for the holidays, like every holiday Mm -hmm. they sent us a picture themed and it was amazing. Uh And so I featured them a bunch of times and my audience knew them. And they reached out uh, now four years ago uh, to say that one of them, a smaller pug, needed a wheelchair uh, and they couldn't afford Mm -hmm. it. So knowing that my audience had this connection with them already, I was like, okay, I'll post this GoFundMe and we'll see what happens. Uh, And the $700 that they needed for a little doggy wheelchair was raised in like 45 minutes. And so I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. clearly my audience is- And when was that? That was in like early 2016. Like I would say six months or so after we made the account. Yeah, because I wanted to talk about this because Matt posts a GoFundMe for a dog every week now. 
Um, and the goals are much higher than $700. Like I think it's thousands of dollars a week that you're raising. And it seems like each time it's so quickly that your community raises the money. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. And so seeing the success of that first one, we started to do it more often. Mm -hmm. uh, and with the first Friday of 2017, we started doing one every single Friday with very few mm -hmm. exceptions. Occasionally, uh, unfortunately, if the dog from the previous week passes away or it's just a hard story, we skip the following week, especially if I update the entire audience. Um, but, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's also like that consistency, obviously now people trust us and GoFundMe so much that they're not, right. they're not thinking I'm scamming them. They're not thinking that the story is a scam. Like they believe it. Um, mm -hmm. and so yeah, that consistency really helped. And then GoFundMe gamifies the hell out of it. And so do I, like, that's why people like you watch it, you watch that bar, like tick up to the goal. Uh, and now what I do yeah. on Instagram is I edit it with the amount of minutes it took my audience to raise the goal. So I'll have the full mm -hmm. caption. And then once we hit it, I'll say edit fully funded in 17 minutes. And so mm -hmm. people, all the comments before we hit that are like, guys, where's the fully funded? Like, we got this. Like, how is it not done yet? <laughs> Um, so. Oh, that's like, um, I remember being in a sorority, we would kind of be like that with all of our like, philanthropy events, not the same way, but like when it's like, when it's like an, a competitive, like group effort thing, it works yeah. so well. Yep. yep. So yeah, now each week, um, like last week's was a $25,000 goal for also a dog we had previously featured, actually a previously featured 15 out of 10. Um, it's an organization mm -hmm. in Australia that uh, these dogs, they're called Marimar, Marimar dogs. They protect the penguins of an island from wool, from foxes. Oh my God. Like, they are, they are hero penguin dogs. And uh, so <laughs> it's an easy sell for, for a 15 out of 10. But yeah, we raised, mm -hmm. I think it's at $37,000 now for that organization that was hit. Oh hard my, by COVID. my God. Uh, they usually make their money through like tour, like educational tours where, where you uh -huh. hang out with the dogs and, and meet the penguins and, and do a bunch of stuff. And they haven't mm -hmm. been able to do that. And my audience was like, we're going to fix that. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. I I've also seen recently, and you, you might've been doing this for a while. Like it's not just, um, the GoFundMe's now you've also had like, um, pairs with shelters to get dogs adopted and things like that. How's that been? Yeah. That's a little bit different because obviously we have a worldwide audience. And if I'm like, Hey, everyone, mm -hmm. here's a dog that needs adopted from Austin, Texas. Everyone that's right. not in Austin mm -hmm. is like, not, they don't complain, but they're obviously like, I wish I could, but I, you've got 20,000 mm -hmm. replies to sort through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, so that one, we only like, we've limited that initiative to when we can do it on a larger scale and feature dogs from all across mm -hmm. the country. Like uh -huh. back in October, we did 20 dogs in two days from all around the country. And it was a partnership with Trupanion, which is uh, medical insurance for your, uh, for your pet. And, and so they helped us coordinate not only all the shelters, but they were very lenient when it came to the creative copy so that it could feel very traditional and, and integrated with our account. One very cool thing is that with our new texting platform, we can hone in on a radius uh, that like- Oh yeah. So, so very recently we like, you can text a number and we'll text back and you sign up and, and you can get a dog rate texted to your phone every single day. And- What's that number? It is 213-212-6731. <laughs> nice <laughs> um and if if like i can i can say okay in austin if there's a dog that needs adopted i can only send it mm -hmm. to people within us like that radius and so we haven't done that oh, yet yeah. but that seems to be a really effective way to uh to at least uh expand our initiative of adopt on shop yeah that's so exciting. it's a little bit hard because everyone wants to adopt the dog that we feature and it's like you're nowhere yeah. near this dog so <laughs> yeah. save it for for larger campaigns has there been like a bad thing that's come out of having the We Rate Dogs account? I mean, like it's such a pure account, you know what oh I mean? My God, I don't know yeah, if there but, even is. But like, it doesn't. I mean, like we still get like the negativity that you see on the internet. We're not shielded from that. We have oh, a con yeah. we have a type of content that that it's hard to get mad at. Like it's mm -hmm. dogs. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. I mean, we're still. I mean, I'm very susceptible to pressures of just posting and 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 everything that goes into being a a creator on the internet. Um, so I would mm -hmm. say that like the, the standard consequences of like, I don't know, living your life online, I'm very susceptible to. Yeah. Like people going after you personally. Yeah. And, and, and it's been a big help that like, there is no face to that account in terms of like, people wouldn't like, 
especially when it comes to like the account having a ton of followers, if I, I would have to be, re- I've never been recognized other than like a handful of times. If I held up a, <clears throat> if I wore a mask that were the, the dog rates avatar, well then it might change a little bit. But so I love that separation, <laughs> but at the same time, yeah. people at the account when they're tearing it apart because they don't think of it as a person. So oh, I just get yeah. to see all that. Like I don't have to go name searching for the, the awful mm-hmm. things people say about the account because it's easier to say it to something anonymous than, than to the person yeah. you directed at. Yeah, that and makes sense. I have a question. Go off, Matt. Um, oh, I'm about to go off. <laughs> um, so I know <laughs> it's obviously a large account. Do you feel, uh, do you ever post political things on there or feel the pressure Matt, to why ask people that? Get... You know he does. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I just want to know like how people react to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that fits into what we were talking about because I did see people get mad at you for being really active, like last summer, especially in talking through the We Write Dogs account about what was going on in like social justice issues. Yeah, I think that, I don't know, I'm not like right now, I don't give a shit what people think about like the accounts view. Like, but early on, it was a Mm -hmm. real point of contention for me mentally like I never think of the accounts as a business like only some people around me think of it as a business that could you could potentially preserve but like I'm not really interested in that mm-hmm. I'm interested in mm-hmm. catering to the people that I think are good people uh, but early on mm-hmm. like just the pressure of hate like a, a good example is when Trump had the kafefe typo um, this is what I was going to mention. Um, <laughs> the first time I saw people, yeah, the first time I saw people get mad at you about politics, I think was the Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Um, you donated money to Planned Parenthood or something like that from the We Rate Dogs account. Yeah, we donated uh, a bunch of merch proceeds from Planned Parenthood to Planned Parenthood and we announced it. And I was mm-hmm. not prepared for the level of backlash that we got from announcing that. Like in my mm-hmm. little brain at the time, still little bit littler at the time, I was like, this, this is a popular opinion. Like this, I'm going mm-hmm. to be, if anything, praised for, for doing this. And that was not the case. Mm-hmm. Like I also made the mistake of, of announcing that and then going to sleep. So I woke up, yeah. the <laughs> most mentions the account has ever had in a, in a 12 hour period. Um, mm-hmm. And so waking up to that and all the hate, I was like, I was very overwhelmed. And uh, to, to make it stop, I apologized, which is the worst mm-hmm. thing I've ever done. Now mm-hmm. I look back and, and like, uh, just like I've grown a lot, but it's been it's difficult to reason with with apologizing for donating to Planned Parenthood. Uh, but by doing that, I imagine to piss off the other side. So like in a span of 12, <laughs> like 24 hours, I pissed off the entire political spectrum. And I think oh, I deserve an award for that. It was very, very impressive. I think you do. And it's also hard because I feel like your account is so positive and you're always seeing really nice things from your followers. Like, obviously, they're going to say something positive to a cute photo of a dog. So you're not expecting like these people in the other parts of their lives to actually Mm -hmm. be really aggressive or like really hateful towards, you know, like other humans or certain um, rights movements. Mm -hmm. So you're always seeing like the best of those people. And I feel like it's shocking when you do go to that place, like the other sides of your followers. Mm-hmm. Like immediately after I posted, it was a notes app apology as well. So that that's the cherry on top of everything. But um, <laughs> I need to go find this. No, it's gone. Oh, it's so far gone. Like you might be able to find it. There might be some screen. Yeah, like luckily for me, not the rest of the world, uh, the US pulled out of the Paris Accords like the next day. So I had an opportunity to redeem myself and we posted a little puppy looking sad and told Trump to fuck off. That kind of like, that steered the ship back in the right direction. But from there, it was was like my only mission to to not ignore my personal beliefs. Um, And thankfully, Uh like thankfully is not the right word, but there was a lot of opportunities soon after to show that. Um, and I think that yeah. we, that we went viral during the women's March because we posted a dog from the women's March with a sign that said, I March for my moms. It was fucking mm-hmm. adorable. Uh, and we posted mm-hmm. that with no messaging behind it. Just like, here's a dog from the women's March. I believe it was in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. someone, someone said like, uh, uh, like I'm tired of hearing about this March. And I said, this isn't something you should be ignoring. Uh, and someone said 100% unfollowed. And I said, I 100% don't give a shit. And that screenshot, yeah. that screenshot went more viral than the dog from the women's March. Uh, <laughs> and so it was our most unfollowed day. We lost like 800 people. We gained 37,000. So I think it put us on the right path. And I think after that, 
people were very familiar with my personal beliefs. Um, mm. And now it's like you get harassed by my entire audience if you come at us with some some Trump bullshit. Right. Um, yeah. And I think it's so important for people who have large platforms to actually be speaking up about these types of issues. Like things are too serious right now for you to not be saying anything. Yeah. And, and that was very mm-hmm. evident over the summer when not to reference the, bla- Everyone the knows. black squares. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, we um, for one of our Friday GoFundMes, we we posted the Minnesota Freedom Fund after the the big protests. And uh, that was met, like, obviously, this is years into everyone understanding what what side we're on. That was so that was met with like 95% praise. Um, and, and they ended up raising, mm-hmm. as everyone knows, a, a ton of money. But yeah, that was that I feel and we did the thread of black owned dog businesses. The coolest part of that is that it spawned so many other threads where it was just a, a circle of like here are we we like it was so many things being shared and for the right reasons and um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i wasn't planning on talking about this but you mentioned something that i thought was interesting when you pointed out like you lost followers but you also actually gained a lot of followers because i noticed when this was happening so many influencers were posting about like losing followers for the cause and like martyring themselves oh a bit God. and then when you look at their social blade like they actually did gain followers they just mm-hmm. also lost followers and i just thought it was like a really gross thing that was going on um yeah so i think it's like important to like also point out that it's not just like a sacrifice that you know people are making by speaking up like yeah yeah i don't think that that and um, thankfully i didn't i didn't necessarily see necessarily see that side of instagram at the time i'm glad i didn't Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think that that's followers count is something that and i only reference it on that that first one because it's just so evident that like the what the negativity that's being shown to you is such a minority in some cases um, and it's good mm-hmm. to just keep keep a perspective or a larger perspective. But but yeah, I mean, we haven't thought about follower count. Like we have an audience now that like, t- unfortunately, Twitter doesn't grow anymore, like as a as a platform. I don't know what the hell is going on. I really. <laughs> OK, Matt and I talked about this and I thought that it got fixed. But like then this week, I've noticed like none of my accounts are growing anymore. I don't know what's going they stay, on. Like, stable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that I mean, Twitter as a whole has hasn't has kind of plateaued, understandably, like there's not much new many new things and 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 younger kids yeah. are it's TikTok and Instagram like TikTok is the unbeatable social platform like it really has it checks all the mm-hmm. boxes. But yeah, I think that for our accounts, it's like everyone's aware of our account. Like if you haven't followed us by now, it's you don't want to. And like, that's fine with us. Yeah. And so it's like, we haven't thought about follower count as a metric that we care about for so long on Twitter. Like, yeah, we have like, we have growth goals for, for Instagram and stuff, but Twitter it's, it's kind of pointless to, to worry about follower count. Like it's because first of all, any tweet can gain traction regardless of your following. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, when the platform isn't growing, it's not very motivating either. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even like begin to get into all of the Twitter stuff and like what it's like to be a Twitter creator, but it's, (laughs) it's been interesting lately for sure. Um, to kind of go into that a bit more, like, I feel like there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are in college and they maybe feel like they don't really know what they want to do with their lives. I know like Matt, um, George feels this way as well. Um, (laughs) And they, you know, are trying to find like a profession that's kind of traditional that works for them. And you have done like, I feel like you're the poster child for finding something that you truly love and then just creating your own profession. Um, Like, what would you say to people who just kind of feel trapped right now? Yeah. Well, well, first I would say that like the, you have to, you have to be a little bit gentle with yourself right now because we are in a time when mm-hmm. finding mm-hmm. a job is not easy. Simply existing is mm-hmm. not easy. So <laughs> don't right. feel like you're yeah. behind or anything. Like, I don't know, maybe recognize that there's a lot of empathy out there for your situation if you, if you feel that way. I think that any successful person or like anyone who finds something that they love to do and can make a living off of it is incredibly lucky. And so I attribute most of what we've been able to build to luck, especially at the beginning, like it was right time, right place. But also there is a aspect of this that once I found the passion, it was spending time trying to trying to perfect it. And I, and it was a side hustle for two years before, um, which isn't a very long time, but Mm -hmm. before it was able to be my full-time thing, it was something that I cared a lot about, but was on the side. I had a, I was in college. I still 
uh, had a day job. And I think that maintaining a passion, like sometimes you have to work a job that you hate to survive. Um, mm-hmm. But if you maintain your passions outside of that and just recognize what you love, I think you just need to chase any opportunity that could come about to pursue them. Even if for a long time, mm-hmm. it has to be the thing that's on the side because it's not financially stable. Yeah. Find a side hustle <laughs> that you enjoy <laughs> and then be creative with how to monetize it. Yeah. And I think that- eventually while doing yeah. And, and I can't stress enough. Like, yeah, you, you gotta be gentle with yourself. Like my girlfriend is in this predicament a little bit right now in that she, she's, uh, like she, she has passions, but none of them are in a spot that like, none of them are lucrative enough to, to let her pursue them full time. And I think that, right. um, mm-hmm. especially right now, you just have to remind yourself that like things in the general world are going to get a little bit better, hopefully in the next four years. So there's going to be a, a more stable time uh, that allows you to pursue them. Um, yeah, I would say that's a decent, decent advice from Matt. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Um, I think we can actually move on to the game now to finish things up because this has been wonderful. We've gotten so many good answers and insight from you. Um, thank you again for coming on this podcast. We're going to play a game that, well, it's either going to be disgusting or fun so matt do you have some (laughs) some too much or power move submissions for us today i do this one is a personal favorite for me and i'll tell you why after dumped him via text while i was at a shania twain concert let's go girls i just think that was my first concert i've ever been to and i think it's such an empowering thing like yes dump your boyfriends at a shania twain concert that's perfect power move she just got excited by um, like the messaging that Shania Twain was giving. And she was like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? That's it. I'm done. Shania Twain said, let's go, girls. And she said, let's fucking go, girls, and dumped her boyfriend. And I think that's beautiful. Power move. Um, love that. So this is something where people submit like the craziest thing they've done mm-hmm. instead of like something someone else oh, has done. Awesome. And then we decide like... Was this too much or do we like think we fuck with it? Where can I submit? So- <laughs> I think I have a few. Oh, you could just text it to me. Okay, I'll use I'll it. That. And then I, I won't say it was you, but I'll like sprinkle it Please into our normal ones. Yes. Thank you. And one will secretly have just been. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. This one is logged into my ex's Snapchat to get this other guy's Snapchat. And then we dated for 2.5 years. <laughs> mm, I don't condone cheating. So it was her current boyfriend, right? That she, his um, I don't know. She's, she says exes. So that, that can oh, well, then go power either move. way. I, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Power move. What's the if, other if one? Cheated, power move or what? You, too much. Too much or power move. Okay. Yeah. I would say if, power mm-hmm. move for that one. I would say if you were together, it's too much. But mm-hmm. if, if, if he was your ex, I think that that's funny in a power move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this one is I soak exes sweatshirts in my perfume before giving them back. Can't get rid of me power move let them know you're just still there a little bit make them miss you a little bit my like current significant other did this to me um (laughs) he sent me like the shirt that i wanted but like it smelled like him and i was like oh my god (laughs) put his cologne on it (laughs) but it worked like i slept with it so um power move (laughs) yeah i'll go power move okay we need like a really bad one oh i got a bad one i got a bad one I saw him at a store and followed him around for like an hour. Too much. Too much. Too I think much. You need to Why? Stop. How people. didn't he catch her? <laughs> She's sneaky. I, okay. First of all, congratulations for being sneaky. Michaela, people broke into the Capitol. Oh, fine. yeah. Do you true. think someone can't follow around, follow the person around with, without getting caught? Yeah, I guess. That makes sense. <laughs> What yeah, store was it? That's much. a big question. Was it the Capitol like, building? Then we then it's believable. So true. And there's no version of this where that could be a power move. Like you yeah. would really just stalk someone. You would need to end in a different way. You're just end stalking a, at that on point. On a positive. All right. I have one more, but you know, this is the one that I've done and it's how it went for me. Made a fake account to see if he would cheat and he told her that he didn't have a girlfriend. Ooh. It's so crazy. Pa- I'm gonna have but it's power wait, move. How did wait? Is this in a, in in Michaela? And I've done this. I will say. Okay, but did they were they social media savvy? Like, how did they not know it was a fake account? Well, it was high school. Oh, so it was back when um it was back when like catfish accounts really didn't need to have a full backstory yeah. in order to be believable. Mm-hmm. Like it just 
texts had to have like a few photos mm -hmm. and I DM'd him and he totally flirted with me. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I had, I think I maybe have talked about this before, but from the fake account, I sent a screenshot of the convo to my real account so that I could then be like, this girl DM'd oh, me no. that you've done this. <laughs> So you removed yourself from the situation completely in every step of the way. Oh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. And I absolutely didn't make it seem like I was crazy or did anything wrong. I was like, oh, my God, I was minding my own business. And this girl just sent me a screenshot of you flirting with me. What was the reasoning? And, and I, what was the defense? And I think I captioned it. I think I captioned it like, look at what your man is doing or something like that. It was just so dramatic. <laughs> so he told me that. He and his friends were just joking about it and they wanted to see how far they could take it because they thought that it was stupid. I believed him. Um, so it didn't how work out did for you me. After? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into this anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I would, I guess power move because like, you know, you were right, but. <laughs> she caught him. So it's a power move. But it's yeah. not yeah. like a good situation. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for coming to um, listen and see us today. Uh, you can find Matt at We Rate Dogs. You can find him at Thoughts of a Dog. You can find him at The Dog Father I, or d just Dog oh, Father. I got the OG. It's just Dog Father. Matt, do you have any new or upcoming projects that people should be looking out for? Ooh, uh, no, because I can't plan past like tonight, but. Um... <laughs> I know for that text thing, I feel like. What was that? I feel like people should sign up for the texting thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's cool. That's a um, at least that's going to be super consistent. So even if you miss mm -hmm. us on social, mm -hmm. you'll get a dog to your phone every single day. Um, our 2021 calendars just came out for both accounts, so that's another way to get oh my a, God, yes. a dog picture a day. Um, they're little tearaway calendars, so uh, people really enjoy. Them. Oh, that's so cute. And then Thoughts of Dog came out with a book in uh, November. The no. book is so cute. I have it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, the illustrations really, really brought it together. Uh, our illustrator, Mallory, did, did fantastic with that. So, so yeah, those are old projects, but current, currently available projects. And, like, you're on everything, right? Twitter, Instagram. You got a TikTok? You got uh, that we, dog well, TikTok? We're working on TikTok. You got a phone number? But We, we uh, are, too. We've got Twitter, <laughs> we Facebook. We said, fine. <laughs> yeah. We said, fine. Twist my arm. We'll try we'll TikTok. It. <laughs> it's really, like, I'm so enamored by TikTok that, like, I definitely yeah. am going to... We got to figure it out. So, we, we were on TikTok, but TikTok doesn't reward, like... Obviously, our stuff is user submitted and TikTok doesn't prioritize captions at all. So it was literally like all the value was in the media that I was reposting and it didn't feel good. So mm -hmm. we're going to try to come up right. with some like original shows for TikTok, but ours, because our standard mm -hmm. stuff didn't fit over there, but it's definitely like the gold rush. So we got to figure it out eventually. Yeah, I like it. It's the only social media that doesn't bum me out, but I think that's because I'm not a creator on it. So it, once I start doing <laughs> it, it might, <laughs> like I'm not You'll getting get comments really. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can email us at SheRatesDogsPod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SheRatesDogsPod. Our personal handles are in the bio. Um, if you want to leave a hateful message or just want to share or talk to us at all, so call true. us at 929-274-3261. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>